Welcome to the Mile High Church Podcast. So happy you're here with us. We're looking forward to hosting a workshop on Friday, November 4th with wonderful, amazing international speaker, Rhonda Britton. If you want to up-level your sense of self-worth, to have a greater sense of acceptance of everything about you and your life, to go out into the world with, you'll want to be with us. You can purchase tickets at milehighchurch.org. Look forward to having you with us. So we're continuing our adventure in faith this morning, leading with light, living from your inner constellation of truth. This topic today is a diversity of stars. It's all about how we are all of the same light, but we all shine uniquely. And to share some words from our founder, Ernest Holmes, as the inner light dawns, it delivers the outer life from bondage. When the soul knows freedom, the law will free the body and the outer life will express health, happiness, and success. The key to living a life of fulfillment is leading with the light of who you are. It's leading with your inner beauty, your inner courage, your inner tenacity, your inner grace, your inner sacredness, all of these things are true about you. Why would we waste our time living from or for anyone or anything else? The statement from Holmes encapsulates our whole philosophy, that by living from the spirit of who we are, we co-create with a spiritual power an awesome life. Doesn't mean there's not challenges, but by living from that light, we co-create the most amazing blessings the most amazing experiences, the deepest understandings of truth. And the first point I want to make today is that we all shine. We all shine. I remember an old song, Mr. Rabbit. Every little soul must shine. Every little soul must shine. We all shine. And you can't teach people how to shine. You can build an environment for them. You can inspire them. You can encourage them. But we all shine organically. But you know what you can teach someone? How not to shine. You know, a lot of us who might be feeling dim have to come to understand that no matter how challenging things are around us, we're working against our own nature. Our nature to be the happiness that we are, to be the fulfillment that we are, to be the hope that we are. When we're dimming our light, we're denying that truth of ourselves, often because we've taught ourselves or someone else told us we shouldn't shine. Hey, your light's too bright over there. Knock it off. Hey, your light's getting in the way of my light. Step aside. Your shining offends me. I'm afraid to shine my light. What if someone sees who I really am and rejects me? You know, I'm in an unhappy time in my life. I'm going to withhold my life from everyone around me. No, no, no. Shine your light. We all shine. We all shine uniquely. And the more we get in touch with our inner constellation of truth, the more we lead with light, the more we see it abundantly all around us not getting caught up in anyone else's glare. James Thurber, the great humorist, he said, there are two types of light. There's the glow that illuminates, and there's the glare that obscures. 
I invite you to ask yourself this morning, am I living in the glow that illuminates or in the glare that obscures? The glow that illuminates connects us with our highest truth, with our light of aspiration, with who we're here to be. It's a constant reminder revealing to us why we're here, to love the people we love, to courageously stretch and to grow and to deepen, to see the sacred in all of life and remind people that it's there. The glare, the glow that illuminates puts you in touch with the eternal part of who you are. It's that ability to step outside on a beautiful evening and behold the constellations of stars, both around and within you, that hold the wholeness of all of life together, no matter what chaos may be taking place in the world. The glare that obscures is when you walk out to look at that nighttime sky, and there's all that manufactured light that blinds you to the truth, that distracts you. It's the glare that tells you you're not good enough, It's the glare that tells you the world is falling apart. It's the glare that tells you that life is about the pursuit of other things than what is sacred and meaningful. There's a great little Twitter feed out there that's got one of those flipbook animations and it tells the story of how too many people are living our lives. It starts with a little boy and there's the sun up there with a little clock on it and he moves along and he grows up a little bit and he starts uh, chasing money. Here he is. He moves along a little bit more, chasing, chasing, chasing. He gets older and older and older. And before you know it, it's the end. Talk about climbing up the ladder and realizing it's up against the wrong wall, right? (laughs) Nothing wrong with pursuing and accepting our abundance. But if we're not in alignment with living with what's most important to us, what are we living for? We're dimming that light and missing out on the gifts that life has to bring us, to offer us, to inspire us. When we get caught up in the glare, we stop believing in our inner light. We start diminishing it and diminishing ourselves in the process. I think Gilda Radner put it wonderfully in her memoir, It's Always Something. She said, while we have the gift of life, it seems to me the only tragedy is to allow part of us to die whether it's our spirit, our creativity, or our glorious uniqueness. Yes, your uniqueness is glorious. When you trust in it, when you live from it, when you explore it, when you don't hide it under the bushel, but allow it to express in so many different aspects of your life. It is also true that we should never think we have to dim our light so another can shine. You never have to dim your light so another can shine. Because as I'll explain, it's not helping them shine at all. How many of us have been in a position where we have faked unhappiness in order to support someone's worldview and way of life that's miserable? Anybody? I have. How many of us have denied doing something that we know might fulfill us, asking for and getting a promotion at work? or moving to take a, a job across the other side of the country because we're, we're too afraid that it might cause some resentment or jealousy. It might rock the boat or make someone upset that we're moving on to something higher and better for ourselves. Anybody? 
how many of us have dimmed our light in order to support someone's worldview that things are separate or awful or because we think they need that attention. Now, there are sacrifices that we all have to make. You know, when April and I had Nancy June, we know that romantic getaways weren't going to be on the agenda for a while. Sleep was going to be different. You know, in your own relationships, you have to set boundaries and make compromises. Honey, I think you're going to need to shine your light outside for a while. You know, when George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life has his, has his wedding day on the day the stock market crashes and he uses the money for his honeymoon instead to save the people of Bedford Falls, he's making a sacrifice, but he's learning to shine his light in a different way. What I'm talking about is repressing your light, holding back your truth in order to help someone maintain their view of reality that you know in truth is not your own. Ernest Holmes tells us, You harm no one by being happy. Hear that. You harm no one by being happy. You take from no one by committing to be your best self. You rob no one by committing to living a fulfilling life. In fact, doing this helps create the best possibilities for people to step up and live in incredible ways as well. We can't shine for them but we can shine and let our light be an example. Holmes goes on, he says, you cannot be responsible for the acceptance of others. Each is an individual. Though you poured an ocean of love over one, he must receive it. A bucket that is turned upside down, even in a cloudburst, will not be filled. And know that if it's just about turning your own bucket upside down to be receptive, to the light of truth, that it can spill upon others and support them on their way. Now, there's a consequence for many of us in this teaching in that as we learn more and more about the truth of who we are and the truth of life, we start to outgrow the consciousness of many of our relationships. And it's kind of hard because sometimes we even wind up having to let some of those relationships go. There's that part of ourselves that says, you know, I'm only so tolerant of hearing someone's sob story for the 100th, 150th, 200th time, right? That I I realize I'm not really serving this loved one by supporting them in, in this ongoing victimhood, no matter how they've been victimized. There's that time where we say, you know, I love hanging out with this group of people, but I just no longer get excited lifting myself up by putting other people down. I just can't be around it anymore. I love being with this person, but they're so dead set on a worldview that sees people versus people, American versus American, and I can't do that anymore. I have to maintain this consciousness of wholeness. So I love you, but you've got to respect these boundaries or I can't hang out with you. Right? How many of us have had that experience as we've gone through this faith and this teaching? And hopefully they can respect us and maybe we still hang out with them, but they can feel there's this disconnection. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You, you get to be committed to your own growth. And as I'll share in a little bit, because I've been the person on both sides, by setting your boundaries, you can help them grow out of it and grow and deepen. All of us can. 
You don't have to dim your light in order for anyone else to shine. And it's just, just as important to remember as well that our lights can never take away but only add to those who are also shining. Joseph Campbell has this great analogy about consciousness. Um, if you're watching at home, you're going to have to visualize, but if you're right here in the sanctuary, take a look up at all these beautiful lights. It's a little blinding at first. And Campbell tells us that the consciousness is like the light, and each of us is like these bulbs. The light of consciousness fills each bulb so that we express the light uniquely, but we're all the same light. We're all the same light. And so part of spiritual practice, meditation, contemplative prayer, gratitude, taking time in the silence and in nature, it's there to help us to realize that we're the bulb and to identify with that, but don't forget to identify as well with the light. How else? might we come to an understanding of eternity? How else can we keep our bonds with our loved ones who are no longer with us? How else can we hold hope and wholeness in the midst of tragedy? We have to remember that we're that light. You don't have to remember it more than you're the bowl, but try to see if you can even them out a little bit. The other lesson for me from that analogy is that just like as they say that all the darkness of the world cannot extinguish a single candle's flame, in the same way, when you shine your light, it can never take from, but only add to others. Isn't it good to know that my light can only add to others, never take away? You know, I was sharing about my own experience being in that pessimistic space. And for a long time, the place where I was most pessimistic in my life was about uh, romantic relationships. And uh, I remember I wanted a successful relationship, and this is even early into my ministry, um, but I was deathly afraid of commitment, and I had this thing that I wanted the relationship to be perfect all the time. So the moment even the littlest thing would happen, I wouldn't go through the front door. I'd slowly start slipping out the back door. I'm not sure if this is working out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people would let me go, but th- th- there I was, kind of stuck. And, uh, uh, and then I-, I got to start dating, who is now my wife, April. We were old friends, and we started seeing each other. And are you here somewhere, sweetheart? Oh, hi, over there. In the corner hiding where she may normally might be no high. And so um, we, we were friends when we started dating again, uh, and it was getting a little bit more serious, which means those little arguments started happening, those little conflicts, and uh, I would start wanting to slip back out the back door. And April had a very clear abandonment issue, and she didn't, she wanted, didn't want someone talking about leaving all of the time. So she set a boundary with me. The boundary, don't talk about leaving unless you're serious. Don't talk about leaving unless you're serious. And I liked it because it wasn't that I couldn't talk about leaving, it's just that if I was going to talk about it, I had to be serious about it. And I'm sure I've made many mistakes on this boundary over the years, but it helped me so much to hang in there, to hang in there. And so a couple months later, oh, I'm in a committed relationship. A couple years later, oh my God, I'm a stepdad to an incredible young boy. A couple years later, oh crap, I'm married. (laughs) Uh, A couple years later, I have this beautiful biological child. Thank you, April. Yeah. 
sometimes setting those boundaries that help us to shine our light. It may first create some panic or resentment in someone we love. It may upset the apple cart. But if you really love someone, if you really trust in that light, people will rise up to what that light can be. And it can help you to shine in miraculous and incredible ways. The last point I want to make today is to seek to live from and for your light of aspiration. We've been talking about this series about the the different aspects of our constellation of light. Our light of first cause, our light of response, our light of reflection. Uh, Your light of aspiration, it's, it's your guiding star. It's maybe something you don't identify with having all the time, but it's something you, you seek and that you live for and towards and that you open up to have shine on you. I love how Louisa May Alcott put it, the transcendentalist writer of uh, Little Women. She said, far away in the sunshine are my highest aspirations. I may not reach them, but I can look up and see their beauty believe in them, and try to follow where they lead. And I love that because it helps get us out of destination thinking. It helps us to understand that by following our guiding star, for me, I define it as the highest love. That's something I want to seek and realize in my life. And by following that, what happens is I never reach the star. You don't need to reach the star. But in following it, what grows up in its place are all the opportunities, the connections, the blessings that help us greet our heart to the very heart of life itself. And we begin to see that power greater than we are, that light around us, helping to guide us on our way to realize the best we can our light of aspiration. What I would have you know today, one of the most important metaphysical and spiritual secrets that there are, is when we let go of the destination thinking and begin to see our light of aspiration as something we want to seek to realize in each day. That it's not an end game that we have to withhold fulfillment and happiness for, that it's the opportunity each and every day to realize that highest love, that highest compassion, that highest kindness that highest consciousness of wholeness for yourself and humanity. When we can commit each day, honoring where we've fallen short, acknowledging it so we can do better, but giving thanks for what was, we begin to get a a sense of eternity in our life today. We begin to see that the light uh, at the end of the tunnel is actually the light that's right here where we are, that can be that glow that illuminates that future path that doesn't just give us a great life, but the ability to see and embrace and become the vision for that incredible life. Recognize that we all shine and let people shine just as they are. Know that you do not have to dim your light for someone else to shine and that no one's light is better than your own. Realize that when you shine your light, it benefits not just you, but everyone around you, even if they don't see it at first. And follow that light of aspiration. By doing so, you unlock, attract to and from yourself the best 
in which this life has to offer. So moving to affirmative prayer today, I invite you to join me if you so choose. Here in the Teal Sanctuary at home, I invite any of our practitioner prayer partners to stand, knowing that they are available for affirmative prayer right here in church or via online means. And I simply acknowledge myself in this moment and invite each person who chooses to to do the same. Being that bulb, being that independent, unique expression of the divine, yet never losing touch with that light that animates my being is the reason for my becoming and is that absolute divine truth that I seek. May this light enlighten us now as we think of all those places in our life that could use a little bit of light, a little bit of truth, a little bit of forgiveness, a little bit of remembering. Knowing that just by being this light with courage and commitment, that there is healing, that there is wholeness, that there is reconnection of what may have seemed fragmented. And being aware of this light, may we bring to mind any person whom we love, who we seek to have this light shine upon today. May we quietly say their names out loud if we choose. Knowing that in this sanctuary of prayer together, the sanctuary of light, we know that miraculous things occur. That the depth of being comes into touch with the surface of being and that we experience and reap its benefits each and every day. I give great thanks for the Spirit, for its unique expression for this diversity of stars that we share in this constellation of this thing called life. May we celebrate these connections and allow them to shine in ways never seen before. In gratitude, we allow it to be. And so it is. Thanks for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. To make a donation, please visit milehighchurch.org.